Hey, what's going on, good people? It's your girl T Hardaway. And it's Michael Basil. And we are the Did It For The Hood podcast. Indeed. Absolutely. So um, we have a wonderful guest coming on today. Yes, yes, um, we're, yes. We're delving more into the arts today. So <laughs> I'm going to let Mike take this one away. All right. So this person that we are now introducing is a friend of mine. She is my classmate, graduating class of 2023. Just want to put that out there. Uh, Carnegie Mellon, soon to be alum. Um, she is hailing from Miami, Florida. The one and only multi-hyphenate, talented singer, dancer, actor. Her name is Miss Brianna Felipe. Everybody makes some noise. <laughs> okay, way to hype me up. <laughs> oh, hi, Brianna. Brianna, nice to be here. So happy to be able to share my story and hopefully hear others. Of course, of course. So first of all, what is your story? My story. Um, so I grew up in Miami. So a lot, a lot, a lot of Hispanics. Fortunately, my whole family is Cuban. Um, so my parents came from Cuba. So did my grandparents. Me and my siblings grew up in Miami. Um, lots and lots of Hispanic food growing up, lots of music. Um, I first got into theater with my sister. So she was volunteering for this camp. And my parents, like, I, I didn't grow up with, like, a lot of money, to be frank. Like, there were days that, like, we went hungry. There were days that, like, you know, we had to, like, get jobs early on to, like, help pay the bills, help keep things up, help pay for our food. So I couldn't afford to be in a summer camp. So it was, like, I was, like, 11 years old. Both my parents had to work. And my sister volunteered for this camp called Creative Camps in Miami. And it's basically a theater camp. So the owner was like, hey, if you're volunteering, like, let your little sister come. She needs to come. So I went just because it was like somewhere to be. <laughs> and then they did um, 101 Dalmatians, the musical. And I ended up being a part of it. And that was my first musical. And I loved it. Um, and that's how I started theater. And then from there, I was about to go to Kinlock, which was um, a middle school that was like my hometown, my homeschool. And instead, I was like, no, mom, like, I actually really like this. Can I audition for South Miami Middle? So I auditioned for this middle school with uh, musical theater. So I went into musical theater, auditioned, got in, did that for like, what, three years? That's middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth. Auditioned for New World School of the Arts for musical theater. Wanted to keep doing it. I don't know how I wasn't sick of it yet. So I did that. Um, and then I decided to go into acting and I auditioned for Carnegie. Um, so now I'm here. <laughs> now I'm here. Heard that, heard that. So um, what drew you to acting? Like, why did you choose acting specifically to be like the thing that you yeah. love to do? Yeah, I think I think when I was like, what, 11 when I did 101 Dalmatians and then Honk Jr. right after that it was funny. Um, I think I just really... I love the joy that that you're a part of when you're a part of a community. And I think like growing up, like even though I was in Miami, even though there, I was surrounded by a lot of people with like similar stories, I grew up in my aunt's private school and my aunt's private school. I went for free, but it was a lot of money to attend. So it was actually most of the time like white people who moved to Miami and then paid for their kids to go. And I ended up losing a lot of my Spanish my like the food was really different um and i i didn't feel like i had a lot of community i had my friends like the people were good people you know but like something was missing and 
I think right when I started theater, I saw that everyone was on the same page about something. And mm-hmm. everyone like found a story and something to connect to no matter what it was about. Like I connected to 101 Dalmatians somehow. I don't know. I played the villain, which was funny. Um, but there was a lot of community and there's always something to work on with people. It doesn't matter like where you're from. It doesn't matter like what language you speak even sometimes. It doesn't matter like there's just so much flexibility, I feel like, when it comes to at least like younger stories like that, you know. And then when you get older, you start like diverging into different stories, like what you connect to more, what you connect to not so much and bringing yourself into it. And I just think it's it's a place that you can really, really find a lot of community um, through and through. And mm. I just love that. How, how did your how did your parents respond to you wanting to do theater? They they were fine with it. Surprisingly, I think like I think like something good about my parents and I think something good about the way I grew up was that there wasn't a lot of pressure to be like, well, you got to like you got to study this. What's your plan B? What's your plan B? And of course, like I feel like everyone in the arts at one point gets like, well, what's your plan B? You know, because like you want that at least like economic security net, especially like. I feel like that's the one thing that my parents are worried about. We're like, okay, like, well, you can't audition for colleges because we can't pay for it. That was the one thing. That was the one thing they were pushing back against. But I was like, that's fine. You're not. I'm going to get scholarships. And I did. <laughs> so like, And then I'm, I, I've worked three jobs every year to help pay for my tuition. Um, so I think the only thing they pushed back against was the economics of it, the fi- finances of it. Mm. Um, but besides that, I think they were just really happy that I found somewhere you know, that I can connect with people, found somewhere that eventually now is a way to actually help someone see themselves within someone else on stage or realize that they're not seen or they're not getting their story told. And then that starts conversation. So then both of them start conversations and both of them lead to community. Um, yeah. Okay. So so two questions, because you have mentioned this show called Honk. I've never heard of that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's about like it's about these little ducklings. Um, I was like to eleven. <laughs> did it. I love it though. It's a little musical. Um, so yeah, it was. It's basically about little ducklings and then like the ugly duckling, quote unquote. Oh, okay. And like I don't know, it's a whole thing, but it was a cute. It was a cute little, cute little musical. Alright. So speaking on community, because you had said that. Um, so I know when you were in private school that you didn't really have that. And yeah. so like when you got to like middle school and high school, did you find a lot more of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, again, like even in the private school, like I definitely had my friends. I definitely had I definitely had people. But again, something was missing. And like when I got to so I went to that private school for I think like first and second grade. And then I went to public school. And that was Fairland Elementary, which was like two blocks away from my house. And that's where I started to find my people. Like, that's where I started to find people I actually really connected with. And I don't know if it was, I mean, obviously it's a plethora of things, right? Like even people in socioeconomic status is like different ones, like, you know, kind of move through the world a little differently. And I think being around people that were kind of at the same, like, um, same status, same socioeconomic status, same like kind of like relative stories mm-hmm. helped a lot. Um, middle school. I mean, that's like when you hit puberty. That's like so complicated. <laughs> like, like, 
<laughs> it was like, yeah, I found my people, but it got like it got confusing yeah. for a bit. <laughs> um, but I did theater then and it was really fun. Um, and then high school, I think, is when I started like really finding like who I connect to, who I don't, because that's I think high school is when I started finding more of who I am, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. College was a shell shock. Yeah. College, yeah, yeah, I know you know. Like college was a college was a shell shock. Like in many ways, and again, in many ways, not. I think like when I left from Miami to Pittsburgh, mm. that was a lot. Like it was a lot. Like any every way, every way, it was a lot. Mm. Um, and I felt a sense of freedom. I really did. I really felt a sense of freedom. I felt like. I felt like I can actually be who I was. I love my family and I, I love my friends that I grew up with, but it was a new start, you know, as many people feel like, but um, culturally, like, ooh, whoa, so different. Weather-wise, so different. Um, but I think now, like Michael, like, you know this for sure too, yeah. like senior year now, I'm just like, okay, I wish I would have known this freshman year. Like, I yeah. wish I would have, I wish I would have told this to myself like four years ago. So I know what about you? Huh? What, are, what are those things that you wish you told yourself? Like what has kind of kept you motivated when yeah. you kind of get hit with those, that new culture shock? Yeah, I think like, I think something I wish I would have said to myself or I wish I would have known is that like, everyone's going through something. Like you're never really alone. You're never really alone. And then in, the, in those moments that you feel like you are alone, like, just know that there are always people there. Like, even when it doesn't feel like it, there are always people there. Also, like, it's not that deep. Like, in many ways, it's not that deep. Like, like I look now at things and, like, any drama or any stressors, and I'm like, all right, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day, and there are, like, people after me that I got to think of. It's not just about me. There are people, like, ahead of me I got to think of. Like, I think just remembering that, one, I do this art, yes for myself like we all do things for ourselves but I don't really do it for myself I don't really do it for myself I don't think um I do it for both me and for like the things that I could be a part of that are not even mine you know mm. to add you know if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah I just like adding value to different spaces that you yeah you really wouldn't be a part of but you are in in a in a sense yeah, just like just things aren't complete without all the little pieces, you know, like like being a part of like small projects, for example, you know, like something I didn't necessarily create, but like, you know, getting in the room and being like, all right, what does this person need? What is the story they're trying to tell? And how can I as a person now add to it if I'm here, you know, because I feel like the more we think less about ourselves, the more we connect, you know, the more the more we're like the less worried we are about like how we come off or like, or like how good we are at like acting or this job or this art or whatever, like the more you're actually going to allow yourself to connect because that's what it's about. Right. Like that's what it's about at the end of the day. That's why people do art. It's to connect in some way, you know? So that, so question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of spoke about it a little bit, just like being in the room, but like, is, can you give the people just a little bit like okay what is this acting what is it like consist of ultimately? What do you yeah do? yeah uh a lot <laughs> um <laughs> um 
I think I think it's really vulnerable. I think people think that acting is a lot of playing pretend, but it's really not. I mean, the reason why the reason we watch movies, the reason we watch TV, the reason we watch plays, the reason we listen to music is because there's a story that we're connecting to, right? And so when we pick up a role, when we when we audition for and get into this college or whatever the show, whatever, you're taking on another person's story, like you're taking on things, but it's not, it's not really. Um, so I think like in class, like when we go to class and we pick up these roles and we be like, when we're, in, when we're in, when we're in class and we're not doing plays and stuff, like we're exploring our character, quote unquote, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think like, and I know again, like Michael, you know, some of this too, but like freshman year is a lot of like, who are you? Like these, mm -hmm. these exercises that bring out certain things you got to like be honest and open and it's hard because in reality when you walk into like a nine to five job you're not like spilling your guts out and your feelings to all your coworkers, you know and it's hard because like I'm like freshman year too I remember coming in I'm like oh man I don't know if I can really share this mm -hmm. with people I don't know if I could and it's like not not for nothing like not even specifically because of certain people because like I'm in a room full of strangers right now I'm in a room full of like people that, yeah, I might get to know in four years, but am I going to be like friends with them? Yeah. Or like, are we going to be like tight after? But it doesn't matter. Cause I think, I think I realized like to, to really get some, get the best out of how far you've come and where you are now, vulnerability is not for them. It's for you. The more you allow yourself to like, let go and express and be honest with how you're feeling, whether it's like really, really, really in the trenches or really up high on that roller coaster, you're going to receive something and someone else is going to receive it, even if they don't say it. Um, and you're going to learn something. Uh, so it's, I, I just think the school is a lot of vulnerability. Acting is a lot of vulnerability. Acting is a lot of letting go mm. and knowing what, knowing what story is yours to tell too, you know, cause mm. it's different when it's, when it's not your story to tell, you can rob something from it. And I think that's really important to note, you know. I was going to ask you, the vulnerability that you've had to develop for acting, has it helped you in the other parts of your life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that's the thing. Like, I don't feel like the vulnerability in my life started in acting. I think like, like I thought I thought I wasn't going to go anywhere. I thought like anywhere as in like the point like. I thought my life was going to continue to be like struggling financially, struggling to feel good, like struggling with a lot of anxiety and depression that I frankly still deal with now, you know, like I thought that's what it was, but I think realizing my life, like, all right, I got to push through. Cause if not, I'm a still, I'm a, I'm a keep on like getting beat down if I don't do something about this. And that, that a lot of that is to thank my family for honestly, like whether they intentionally taught me or not, I think I've learned a lot of resilience and I've learned to really push through life and sometimes life won't be on your side and that can't stop you. And you got to keep going and and make something out of it because we're creators, whether we're actors or not, we're all creators. Um, and so I think like the vulnerability outside of acting has helped me be more vulnerable in acting because like, I don't know, honestly, when I walk into a room and I have to like, roll down my spine that's like something we do in class like we're like unraveling tension 
And mm-hmm. like, you see people like crying and like yeah. feeling like, oh my God, like, I don't want to share this. Like I've stepped into that room before and been like, why don't I want to share this? Like, it's fine. Like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to feel things in life and then we're going to move through them and move on. And I think doing that exactly outside of acting has helped me in acting. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It does. So you learn how to process your feelings. You learn how to process what's happening out in the world and it, it contributes and makes you a better artist. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, like, I think like, I do think like going through the hardships growing up has made me a better actor. Like, I think like, because like, no matter what I'd be doing, like if I'm putting the passion and hard work into my life to like build safety and security in like many different ways for my life and the people I love around me, then how could that not transfer into what I'm passionate about? You know? Um, And that's, I mean, that's what I think about like going on and acting. Like I, I always think like if one day, let's say one day I make like loads of money, let's say off acting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't keep it. (laughs) Like I, I wouldn't keep it. Like I'd be giving it back. Because I think it's all about community at the end of the day. And money is just one way you can help, you know? I think so growing up with not much of it. You we really... would like you to keep some of it. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> you must believe I'm keeping, I'm keeping some of it. And then it's part of my mom. Like, that's, what, that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But I, I think, like, I think, like, again, like, going through those, going through the hardships outside of acting is, like, really helped me now. Because, like, I don't know like it's funny because sometimes you can tell you can tell when someone came from like a good solid like upbringing whether like emotionally financially whatever and like there's no shame in that it's beautiful that's really beautiful but you can also tell when someone did it and then did like made that for themselves which I think is like I just I just like if I ever ever get the chance to share that with like many people I just like want someone that was like me at 11 years old to see that and be like, oh, okay, it's possible. You know, we'll mm-hmm. get there and I'll have food in my mouth and I'll have a roof over my head and I won't be alone. And I'm doing what what I love, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we spoke, um, you didn't get specific, but what were some of the obstacles or setbacks that you had to overcome to get to where you are now? Yeah, well, the first first thing at least like with college like going like if I'm going back to the beginning like going like to the most recent thing right before college is tough because again like my parents were like we can't afford for you you can't afford for you to audition you can't afford for you to like go out of state and just the application fees just the application fees just like flying out to audition like specifically for acting if like anyone that doesn't know like listening like from what I've known, I don't know if it's changed or not. Like you gotta, you gotta go audition somewhere. Like no, which means no, like you gotta pay for the plane ticket. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta miss school if you're in school, which like might set you back. Like you gotta pay for your food. You gotta pay for where you're gonna stay. I had to. I worked two summers in a row to save up money to go fly out for ten days to New York to audition for six schools. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, like my mom had like made some money and she helped me with um, part of the hotel fee um, and some food. But like I paid the fees. I paid most of the hotel. I paid for some of our food. I like and that is like 
like I know money, 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 everyone can talk circles around it, but it's real. It's so real. Like when I tell you, like, when I tell you it was, it was anyway, I'll ramble, but, <laughs> but like, good. but good. On that, huh? I said, you're good. Yeah. Just like, just like having a work, like I didn't, I, I, I didn't really have a childhood, you know, like I didn't have like a, I don't know how vulnerable I could be on here. I don't know if like, I don't know if you guys will like edit it late. I don't know. Whatever. I'll I'll just I'll just spill and whatever you guys want to keep, you keep. I don't know. But um but no, like like money is real. That that was one thing I had to do before college. It's one thing I had to overcome. And I see like I saw people all around me, like their parents paying for their fees, their parents helping with their essays, they're like parents paying for people to help with their essays, like parents paying for for everything so that they didn't have to worry about it you know and like I love my mom and dad like I love my family but they couldn't do it which means like the stress was put on me you know to figure it out um and so working for those two summers before going to college before auditioning that was one thing I definitely had to do um and then also like that's most of it if I'm being honest like most of it is like growing up and being like okay like like, how am I even going to find the means to support myself while I'm here? In college, I had to work. I worked a restaurant job. I worked a teacher assisting job. And I worked a lessons job, like doing like lessons, private lessons all at once. So I can put food in my mouth. <laughs> like during college, I like had the meal plan. Like CME was helping me with like paying. We've had like, um, like I've had like federal loans that have helped as well. But I had to pay for my health insurance. I had to pay for all of this. And like, again, like money is money is money is money. But when you show up to school and you show up these last four years and people have like bank in their account, then they can really focus and let go in class and like keep on going and whatever. And like, it's, it's a big, big yeah. stressor. It's a big stressor. Um, and again, like part of that come, not part of that. A lot of that comes from the fact that my parents are immigrants. Like, my parents came here and had to build a life. My mom came here at what, 18, knowing no English in Jacksonville, Florida, which is like, I don't know if you've been there, but it's like so, so racist. Like it's so messed up. And by the time like she was there, I don't know how long ago that was. That was like before the eighties. Um, she didn't know a thing. And she she built something here with my dad. My dad came from Cuba too. He lived in Chicago for a little bit when he was like six or seven. He came here and, you know, my mom eventually, eventually got her citizenship. My dad is a resident now because he's lived here for five years. It's just like default. Um, but because of that, like you, they had difficulty getting certain jobs. They had difficulty like um, communicating for a long time with people, even in Miami when they moved to Miami. So just knowing that like there was so much to adjust to when they got here in a household when we were growing up, me and my siblings, that um that most of it was survival mode i couldn't really live you know and so and that i, I think that helped me i think that helped me because now that i'm i'm at a place and will eventually be hopefully more in a place where i can just like let go a little bit and like not worry about like paying bills too much not worry about like food not worry about like like health insurance like anything you have to pay for like that 
that'd be that'd be a nice life um <laughs> so but that's that's most of the struggle I've had to go through to get here um and yeah and I feel I feel grateful and and tired <laughs> I feel so grateful and tired I wish I just came from work I was 6 a.m to 1 you know um which is why Michael was like, where do you, do you want to meet this Sunday? I was like, yes, no, like definitely I want to talk, you know, but like, that's, that's real. That's the grind. Like I gotta, I gotta go. I wish I could just be like, Hey, sorry. I have school and work and, and, and rehearsals and I can't work for like two months. Like I wish like who gonna pay my bills, like, like not my parents. So, um, so yeah. So you've been a, a really resilient and a survivor. How have you dealt with setbacks? Because I know that we all run through setbacks when you're on your way. Have you had any major setbacks and how did you deal with it? Setbacks as in like when I got here, like throughout my whole life. Either one. I mean, like. I've lost family members. Um, I've. I've had to deal with like a bunch of like emergency like dental work um I've um I've had to deal with like figuring out how to actually care for my mental health which I never was taught how to do um I remember since I was like I think my first anxiety attack was when I was like 10 um and I don't know what it was it was in, like the middle of watching a scene in like like thespians it's like you know theater workshop competition thing that like younger students would go to um and I remember a parent was like holding me down they were like oh you're having anxiety attack I was like what like what is that and mental health wasn't talked about in my family and there were it became like really apparent to me throughout high school like there's that angst you know it's like oh like oh, I'm so sad like like all this stuff life sucks but like it was real <laughs> like, and then like college came and I was like oh this is actually getting in the way of my day-to-day and I think like a huge, huge setback I had was when I realized it was getting in the way of my like everyday living. Like I, I couldn't get up. I couldn't keep going. And again, like when, when you do have things like work and school, you can't just take days off. Like you can't, you can't really just do that. And I feel like the thing that kept me going was knowing that if I worked this hard to get here, I can keep going, Absolutely. you know? I'm sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but you could get a safe space. No. You know? Um, so I think like like it was mental health, but like knowing that mental health is not it, it's not like in its own bubble outside of life. Like life keeps going, you know, and you gotta like you gotta sum up, you gotta tough up and keep going. And I think like again, like just remembering like cultivating that gratitude for how far I've come and cultivating gratitude of the space that I actually hold for myself day to day, like taking care of myself, my mind, my body, my heart, my spirit. Like I pray more now than ever um, is extremely important because without taking care of myself, I couldn't get up and just go to like work for six hours, you know? Um. So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but. It did, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Um, yeah, so. Kind of pulling back into the acting lane a little bit. What um, what do you aspire to do ultimately? Like, what's like your big goal when it comes to just 
days in average. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it's funny because I think like acting has been a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be my whole life in the sense of like, like I care, for example, like something I'm really interested in is, is thinking about generations after us and how we can leave something for them to continue to grow. And like, yes, that definitely means like taking care of the planet. That, that definitely means like taking care of your family, like preserving tradition. But I think ultimately like, content stays for years content mm -hmm. stays for decades for generations and so I feel like just my ultimate goal is being able to be a part of stories that focus on community that focus on mm -hmm. um and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like you know like heavy every time like it can be something that's like light and comedic but ultimately focusing on like how community comes first like love like connection everyone is here like we're all one in some way we're all connected in some way and we got to lift each other lift each other up so being part of being part of content um like film theater that focuses on finding building and preserving community um and that can look like something like shameless you know like i like i love that show and like yes is that like a very specific kind of extreme example on TV. Yes, but is it real? Like, yeah, it's real. I love that show. I love that show too. And like Fiona Gallagher, our roles, she's a role that I would want, you know? Like that type of role in whatever type of content is what I want because yeah, she's gritty. Yeah, she's a little raunchy, but she got her stuff together. Okay. She got her stuff together and she keeps going and she thinks about the people she loves and she's warm. Um, and she can, you know, she can, she can snap a little bit, but everyone can, and that's real. So mm -hmm. I just feel like being a part of real content that focuses on community and focuses on the real struggles that people go through. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be heavy every time. Like it can be joyous, but just focusing on like, that's a real thing. It's not cookie cutter. This world is not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, so you kind of touched on it a little bit. What is your ideal role? like like fiona gallagher fiona gallagher <laughs> fiona gallagher like that's it like literally that's the only thing that comes to my brain there's like i think again like someone that i i think i've been fortunate to to have been a part of theatrical roles like roles and plays and stuff that i actually resonate with i think like i consider myself to be a very empathetic compassionate hardworking person and i've been cast as roles that are very independent um, usually pushing for something that they they want to fight for, like pushing for something they really believe in. Um, so just something like that, because we need more people like that. Um, I think we've we've gotten to a point in in our lives in this world today where yeah, you have like a lot of people that are activists and like push for things they love, but like not enough, and like not enough people I think talk about like the real stuff. Not enough people actually like care enough to do something about it. So I think like um just playing a role like that and you could argue like what's well, acting what are you doing but acting does a lot mm -hmm. like watching stuff does a lot like imagine sitting down watching something you relate to like how at home you feel or watching something that you're like oh I don't really relate to that I never saw that perspective interesting mm -hmm. how much that does 
Like yeah. it does a lot because it all starts in your community. And people talk about shows and movies and and plays, whatever, all the time. Like, oh, have you seen this? Like, oh, so good. Or have you seen this? Oh my god, my heart. Like, creates community. It creates conversation. So someone like Fiona. Someone like Fiona. <laughs> yeah. So besides acting, mm-hmm. acting is the first love. What else do you aspire to do in this industry? Um. I care, like I said earlier, I, I care about mental health, but I want to be able to, if again, like drawing back to earlier too, if I had, if I had the money, I want to be able to fund things. I want to be able to fund like smaller projects. I want to be able to fund stuff that maybe like big guys aren't funding, um, that they can be able to do it because again, like money, like money is a lot, you know, like if you have the money to put together this production, that means these voices are going to be in the room. That means um, it's going to be put up in this place where these voices like these these are sorry, audience members need to hear or um, need to see. Um, So I think be able to fund things like that eventually if I had the means and I will one day or manifesting. Yes, you will. Um, And. I I just I care about people's well-being. I I like uh, we do this thing called Kristen Linklater's. voice warm-up sorry it's called freeing the voice it's based on off a book and it's based off a whole kind of technique that Kristen Linklater did she's from the UK and it's all about like um releasing tension from the body and using the breath um and that does really work for theater like letting go of your tensions being able to pick up a role like taking care of your body as you do like let's so let's say like eight eight show days in a row um, for like three months, you know, because that's real. But also outside of theater, I would love to eventually like if I get certified in it one day, I want to go um, to places that you can't get like one on one, like physical therapy or like um, like massages or like anything that like basically pays attention to someone's like physical health. Like, for example, like um, shelters and like help with breath and releasing um, like volunteering um because I think that work was really healing for me we did it for like two and a half years um and touch upon it a little bit so basically fun stuff um fun stuff if I had the means and share this knowledge of this work I have now um because I think if everyone had one way of healing the world would be a better place because a lot of the time you have to you have to pay for this, you know, like I go to therapy, I go to therapy every week, but that's because my insurance is funded. And if I didn't, I'd have to be paying like what, 125 a session, like, ain't nobody got money like that. Um, and it, healing is just very important. You heal, you hurt less. And people need to stop hurting each other. <laughs> so Say that louder for the people in the back, Brie. Yeah. 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 So who are you? Out, who is Brianna Felipe outside of anything career? Like, who? Uh, what do you like to do? Who are you? I'm just I'm like a little emotional ball of fire. Like, I just I'm so fiery. Like, I'm so passionate about the things that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I feel everything very deeply. I think when I was younger, like not even to do anything with acting, like no emotions, nothing. I think I I hated myself for a long time because I was like, nobody feels this much. Like nobody feels this heavy all the time. Like nobody feels this. And which is like not not necessarily true, but I felt I'm a person that feels very deeply. And I think now Brianna today, 
I'm like very happy that that's a quality I have. I feel so grateful and full that I can feel as much as I do. Um, Cause again, like it doesn't matter, like in comparison to anyone else, it's just that for me, I think when I was younger, it felt like a lot too much. And sometimes now when emotions feel too much, I'm like, oh, thank you, God, for like giving me this vessel. Like I can feel this much because then I can do something with it. Um, so I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> um, I love to dance. I love, love, love to dance. I love folk music. I love R&B. I love hip hop. I love um, like merengue, bachata. I love Los Panchos. I love Mapache, who's this like little bands that um they do like spanish covers they're oh they're wonderful um i really love cooking i love cooking i don't do it as much anymore but i love cooking like nothing fills my heart more than like calling my abuela and asking her what the recipe is for this one thing that i had when i was like 10 years old when i'm sick all the time you know like put it in malanga is like like this like little pureed soup that i'd have every time i was sick i'd sit in her little couch and watch vhs tapes and like that is like to do that and like share is so special to me. I love connecting over food. I love hosting people. Um, yeah, I'm so messy sometimes too. I like <laughs> my like, I think something about me that people may not know is that like, I look like I have my stuff together, but like just walk into my room and like, I'm a different person. Like it's a mess in here all the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I uh love plants. I love plants. I love I love meditating. I don't love yoga. I wish I loved it. I like it. I don't love it. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's 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 me. That was beautiful. What's one thing that people will be surprised to know about you? I think just that. I think like I look like I got my stuff together. I like don't. I don't really. Also, I again like I think when when I came to when I came to school. Like we're in a mix of like a hodgepodge of people. Like people are from like all over, mm -hmm. all over different stories. And I think like, it's funny, like when I, I feel like now, like most people know me, but when I first got here, I don't think anyone really knew me. I don't think anyone really knew that like I came from nothing. Like I really came from, like I, I like went to sleep hungry. Like I came from nothing. And now like I got, I got too much food in my fridge. Like, <laughs> Like, I just, like, I, so I think something, like, people may not know about me is that, like, I, I I come from the block. Like, I just, I came from struggle. And even though I'm put together now, like, it doesn't mean that there's not a lot beneath it. Every day. Every day. And I was going to say, when you said you don't have your stuff together, you have your stuff together a lot more than you think. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I got to remind myself of that because it's hard, you know? I think, like, I think, again, like, I think growing up, like, all those years, like, seeing how much you really need to cultivate and find, like, there's a standard I have on myself now where I'm, like, I need to work harder, I need to work harder, I need to work harder all the time. But, like, you know, when when can we all just, like, sit back and be, like, oh, man, I've, I've, I've come a long way. I've come a long way, and I'm here, and I can breathe, and tomorrow's a new day. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I know you had mentioned it a little earlier, just about like um, what to, I guess, what you want to do for the next generation specifically. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you want to give to anybody coming up that wants to be an actor? It's also Cuban or, you know, you know what I'm saying, that has walked that same path as you. 
what advice would you give them? Um, I think I'd advise them to think that it's not really about you. Um, that the story you're going to tell is not only yours. And that when you remember that, it brings so much power. Mm-hmm. And it brings so much depth. And again, like acting specifically is a very image-based art, you know, like yeah. like film, you know, so image-based. Um, and I think it's really easy for people to get into this art and be like, like, I'm just the best. Yeah, like like ego, letting ego get in the way. Letting yeah. ego get in the way. And I think it's really easy for that to happen. And I think just remembering that, like, like really ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Because, because it's, it's, I don't think it should be about the image. So I think like just anyone that comes after me or now going into college and all this stuff, like, remember, like, stay humble, be kind, stay curious and understand your story is also so many other people's story. Um, and, and to just remember that there are many stories to be told and many stories that should be uplifted and like staying curious about those and like how much that can actually like help you grow and help stay connected to like the actual world and the actual people around you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> and I wanted to add this little thing for the mm-hmm. people because I don't think folks know how much tuition is for acting school specifically. Oh, oh, tuition. Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, let me just say this for the people. Tuition goes up damn near every year. It does. Okay, uh, why did I not know that? Why did I think that that didn't happen? Nobody, because they don't tell you about it. That's the thing. So they try to pimp you in this game of acting. Just wanted to let y'all know that. And the way that they do that is just to not really fill you in on a lot of things, on how a lot of things work. Yeah. It's kind of every department, I feel like. But just like, it's about maybe... $72,000 $72,000 a year. Oh, my God. How much money? $72,000 a year to go that's to how school. Much it, that's how much it costs to go to y'all school? I believe mm-hmm. so now. Mm-hmm. Around there. Yeah. Mind you, this is post-pandemic. Before, it was like 68 Yeah. If that. I think it was like less Dollars? Than, I think it was a little less than that. Yeah. Was yeah. it a little less? I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, Either way, it's like but, right, still in that same vein. Thousands, thousands of dollars, yeah. I would like y'all to know that a law degree is cheaper. <laughs> I would just like y'all to know that it's much cheaper um, than your. That's wow. Yeah. I did not know it was like that. Yeah. No, it's a lot of money, but that, but that's the thing. That's why. That's literally why. Like my parents are like, you can't. But like for anyone listening, that's like I can't afford it. Like. Just shoot your shot and yeah. then for the numbers, you know, because like, because I also, I also don't want to sit here and like pretend like I'm not leaving with, with debt. Like I am, I am leaving with debt. Mind you, like a lot, like a lot less than some people in America after college, like mm-hmm. for sure. But like, understand like everyone is different. Like you got to do what you got to do for your own life. So like, yes, like if you love this, go for it. But if you love this and are like damn like I don't want to leave with like forty thousand dollars in debt or something like that then don't and you'll find your people and you'll find a way you just gotta stay curious stay kind stay humble stay curious I keep going but yeah it's it's a lot of money it's a lot of money yeah 
It's a lot. Well, let me play the devil's advocate a little bit, though, because I, I looked up your old school a little bit. You all are leaving out with a great network, though, from from that university. So I'm not. I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate. It is expensive. That number is crazy, crazy. But y'all will be put in a position where y'all will be able to pay it back, though. Yeah, that and that's what that's what I've been thinking too. Like I don't I don't get that nervousism. Like okay, if I if I stay focused, if I do this, whatever, like it'll it'll get paid. You know, it'll yeah. happen. And I think like. Again, like I also feel grateful that like the CMU alumni network is pretty strong. Like I know I could turn to people. Like I know that like if this person worked with this person, oh okay, they're great. They're great to work with. So that means I might have a good name too. You know, like like oh I was I was in their school. So things like that. That's that's helpful. You know. We'll see whatever whatever face. So along your journey, is there anything that you wish you had done a little different? No, mm. no, I like, no. I could sit here and like, and like bluff and be like, oh, like, I wish I didn't struggle the way that I did. I wish that I didn't have to go through the isolation that I did. I wish that like, because even stuff like, like even stuff like freshman year, like not having like the food I grew up with was huge. Like mm. hearing like people's like people's stories when they were kids and like their families were like, oh, my, my family, my mom didn't act like that. Like what? Like I was beat every time I, I don't know like there was like there was literally like things like little tiny stories that I'm yeah. like I didn't relate to you know even those like I, feelings of isolation and again love the people that I was surrounded by with whatever but like there are things like that 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 hit yeah um, even through the isolation even through the hardships I don't think I would change anything I think like I think I if I could have I would have just reminded myself that it's going to be okay and that I'm doing enough um and like I think especially I think especially when when things aren't just handed to you um that you that you got to work for it like that's that's something I feel like that that is fulfilling when you get there you know when you finally get there so I don't I don't think I change anything and so going forward what is going to be your personal motto while you succeed and strive for success stay curious and do it for those after me i think stay curious and do it for those after me because it's important in this field too to advocate for yourself you know mm -hmm. even even through things like like there was a point in in you know like when you get to tech rehearsals if someone listening like does acting tech rehearsals they want to speed through things to speed through speed through through it's about products about getting it on time because everyone has a job but there was a point in like um in our tech where I was like oh man like I don't know if I like I want to run over this like this like change in in what we're doing because I want to feel safe I don't want to feel like I'm gonna fall off the stairs whatever and I asked I was like can we do this you know and after I asked the second time they're like okay you know because because but then that's a small like not really serious example of just like you know trying to get stuff done but like in in the real world I feel like we're gonna we're gonna like be working with people we don't really know sometimes we're gonna be working with like higher up sometimes we're gonna be working within like a big machine and just I think for me I'm just like okay like stay curious stay focused and do it for people after me because if I advocate for myself if I advocate for myself now, that means the person after me might not have to do as much work, you know? 
you know, like they might get the message or they might be aware of that now. Oh, okay. I'm aware of that now. Mm-hmm. Now this. And like some of our teachers have talked about that too in the industry of like, of, you know, like even being a black woman that people mm-hmm. have talked about, like our, one of yeah. our teachers have talked about like, yeah, I've had to go through things, but you know, it's better now. You know, you hear that a lot across many different things. Um, but with everything, with everything, it's been like, you do it now, like, people after are going to have, you know, hopefully an easier time. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So that's big. That's well, that's a great way to wrap it. I think what you think, yeah. Mark? I agree. Thank you, Bree. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Yeah. Thank you. It's, 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 um, it's nice to be able to talk about it too. It's hard. It's hard to talk about things like that sometimes. Cause like, mm-hmm. I think I'm still in it, you know, yeah. I'm still like I'm still reflecting on my life and I'm still looking back and I'm like oh wow wait I I did come a long way people did come a long way and um when when you when I think when you've had to work your entire life for things you don't realize how much you're actually doing if that makes sense so like so yeah. like after you're talking uh-huh. about it I'm like oh wait other people had it a lot easier wait what do you mean that's just how it is so it's like it's funny talking about it now reflecting on and out because I'm realizing like yeah like I've come a long way and people are going to come a long way and hopefully people hearing this understand that it's possible you know it's possible mm-hmm. for many different things and you'll find your community you'll find work and you'll find things to learn and and people to connect to and things to connect to and reasons to keep going you'll find it mm-hmm. yeah well I'm T Hardaway and I'm Michael Basu. And together we had a Did It For The Hood podcast. Appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in every Tuesday.